Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hi, uh, my name is Fritz Hutchison, and I am a musician and singer-songwriter from Kansas City. Joel Nanos, and uh, I'm a uh, producer-engineer uh, studio owner from Kansas City. All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Stationery by Fritz Hutchison. Um, I want to know what did you have from the song first? Did you have the chord progression with maybe the guitars or did you start with the lyrics? Um, it started with that little riff, the okay. the first thing that you hear in the song, the burn and arrow, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, that thing. Um, and I can't remember why I was doing that. I think I was practicing major seventh chords. I had like just discovered those. Mm-hmm. And most of that riff is just a arpeggiating down the chord shape. Um, like the second half of that riff. So I was just sitting there in my room, like playing that chord shape. And uh, <clears throat> I, uh, of course, I can't think of another example right now, but but I like songs that have instrumental uh, hooks as well as lyrical hooks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I thought like, oh, this will be a cool thing to, to base something around. And so it, it started with that riff. And then um, I just kind of fell into the chords after that. Did you kind of know right off the bat as far as where you wanted to take the lyrical content? Um, no, no, I didn't, uh, which is kind of why the there's the metaphors are kind of all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was the I wrote the song, uh, I wrote the song like specifically as an exercise to write a song because I hadn't written a song in a while. I was like going through a, a period of writer's block. And so oh, okay. I, uh, I was like, okay, today's the day I'm going to sit here and I'm going to write <laughs> a song and I'm going to finish the song and it's going to be what it is. And then, you know, I don't think I even like was like, this is going to be the album opener or I didn't have <laughs> many like ambitions for it. I was yeah. just like, I needed to finish something to like kickstart back into a creative headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's a song about sitting there, not doing anything. It's a song about, uh, um, complacency and, Mm -hmm. uh, just like being not sure what to do with yourself, but not taking the initiative to really, uh, change that. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was just kind of writing about my own state of being in that moment. Mm -hmm. When did you bring in Joel? Well, Let's see. Joel, did we meet? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Joel and I met, we met in like 2011 or something like that. 11 or 12. Uh, Yeah. And we worked. Yeah. Um, We made a couple other records together. Mm -hmm. um, Mostly with a band called She's a Keeper and with, you know, some other projects. And I actually, I lived across the street from his studio for like six years. Oh, nice. Um, and so uh, it was, yeah, you terribly. Stopped him. 
if you didn't pick me and I was right across the street, I, I threatened. Right, it's definitely the most uh, the the most convenient choice. Um, actually, I found that apartment because of working with Joel. Uh, we oh. did a recording session there, and like ended up talking to the guys across the street, and yeah, you know, one thing led to another, and. Joel and I were neighbors for a long time. Uh, so um, when I wanted to make the record, actually, I, I remember I approached Joel and I was like, I want to make some demos. And Joel was like, why? It's <laughs> like, you literally, you're literally just like, we're like, why would you make demos when we could just make a record? And I was like, oh, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> so now we have a record. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty funny. Um, did you end up just taking the guitars and like the the lyrics to Joel to have him put it all together with full band um we the whole idea was that I was gonna play as much of the track as possible Um, okay and so I actually the only the bass on the track is played by Ian Teeple and other than that everything that you're hearing is me Nice. Uh, and you know, I, my home recording game was not existent at the time, which mm-hmm. is why I was like, Joel, I want to make a demo. Cause it was better than like, a, <laughs> a, a, I could make voice memos on my phone and that was about it. Right. But, uh, but of course, uh, we just went for it. And so, yeah, the whole point was to, uh, to try to play everything. Cause I was really into like Paul McCartney's first record or, you know, mm-hmm. the first couple records and, and, I am a secret control freak and I wanted to do, I wanted (laughs) to do everything. So (laughs) that's how I got started. Joel, did you have to um, like step in with your musical expertise and kind of guide Fritz with this production? Um, I, you know, I, uh, I can't help myself a little bit, but Fritz has, <laughs> Fritz has a, he has a innate ability to kind of, uh, hear a song completely in his head. Mm-hmm. We've, we've worked together a lot, probably maybe more than any other artist, uh, out there that I've worked with is with Fritz on in all these other albums, but this was the first of his solo, solo albums. And yeah, he kind of comes in with a lot of vision for it. Um, I, I remember my memory is that he he came to me uh, telling me about, uh, you know, that he wanted to do a a solo record. And, you know, my reaction was basically awesome. And uh, I was also kind of going through a phase where I was really into, um, you know, 70s recordings, Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt, Harry Nielsen kind of thing. And that that aligned with Mm -hmm. Fritz's, I think, a phase he was in. And I just wanted to kind of I was just excited to be able to apply those kind of production um, sonics to to a record and have someone kind of give me the green light on that. So I don't know if I forced it. I said, this is what I'm doing. This is my intention. He said, cool, which is kind of <laughs> usually how our conversations go. Um, but music, I, I'm more reactionary in songs. Mm-hmm. So um, he kind of brings the arrangements and I might say I like that or dislike that i think stationary was almost 100 percent like green light i was just <laughs> i just kept saying how much i love the song uh you know it was really more about getting the the right takes joel has a really good ear for where uh things should be positioned uh in in octaves like mm-hmm. i 
I just like everything that I do when I write parts, if it's on the piano or it's on the guitar, it's like, I kind of write everything in the same mid range voicings. And so something that Joel has really been consistently been able to help me with is like move the piano, you know, spread your hands on the piano or like play this guitar part down an octave or things like that, where I kind of, my hands always fall into the same place on the instruments and, and Joel's able to like spread the, the parts and, and, position things so that the the melodies are more complementary and highlight each other through yeah, the octave give more, spread get more dynamic just trying to make it easier to mix yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> did anything change lyrically or even melodically when you were in the recording studio building the track um i don't i don't think so um it's kind of hard to tell because you know, like I said, we, I, I didn't have like a, a multi-track demo. So everything that was kind of getting built up was happening for the first time there. Mm. So it, I didn't, I don't recall like changing the song drastically in any way, but um, I'm sure that parts got shifted or like as you know, by the time we got to the piano part, I probably played it a little differently than I would have like sitting in my home just because of the reaction to how the track was building. Yes. Less busy, less busy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cause I would have just been like, you know, on every single track. Uh, and so uh, I think the changes weren't like, Oh, I had this idea, but now I have this other idea. It was like, I, I would have played it differently you know, previous to that process. Uh, but I, it's hard to say what the previous idea would have been. Well, I really love your guitar riff solo in that song. Thank um, you. Yeah, I thought it was really beautiful. And I really love the guitar riff. So I'm glad that to know that that was kind of what really inspired uh, to bring this song to life. Um, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song both mm. of you um i think my favorite lyric is uh maybe the like the beginning of the second verse is um she hung around him the fog in the mountain um because i think that's a cool visual mm -hmm. but also the secret nerdy truth is that it's about game of thrones because oh. there's that character, the mountain. Yes. Who, who's like, like, that's the mountain. Um, and so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah, I was watching a lot of Game of Thrones at the time. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> lot, uh, yeah. Awesome. I, I do that a lot. I, I like steal things from like movies or like I try to like, you know, find cinematic images and stuff. But I, I always thought mm -hmm. like, so it was like the you know, the metaphor of like, I think I had been to Colorado recently or something, but I was thinking about like, you know, misty mountains and that's just yeah. like a really, you know, a classic, beautiful kind of romantic image. And it's like, if, if one person is the fog and the other person is the mountain, there's like a symbiotic relationship there. But like the person that is the mountain is like this big, scary guy. Uh, so <laughs> this is what I'm talking about where it's just like, this is just like, the song is just about my own brain. Uh, and like, so <laughs> I don't know what the story is really, but it's just a kind of a grab bag of whatever was swimming around in my head at the time. Mm -hmm. Joel, do you have one? 
Um, I would have needed a cheat sheet. Okay. <laughs> I have to pass. Uh, <laughs> no worries. I, I agree with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. Do you I guys might. have a um, Do you guys have a favorite production element? Well, um, I'll tee this one up for Joel. Uh, this was my introduction to the Glenn Johns method of drum miking, uh, which you know we were talking about all those early '70s production styles, and mm-hmm. so the the Glenn Johns element was really pretty cool for me to kind of hear and experience for the first time. Well, it's a fun it's a fun one because it really it leans on the player to make it work and sound good. You don't have, you know, you don't have 15 drum mics up that you can massage into, uh, something that works. You, you have to really perform the piece cause there's only, you know, three or four mics up, uh, three traditionally, but I think I used four because, uh, I wanted some, some far away room sounds, but, um, mm. yeah, it was just really simple and, and, got that warm fuzzy 70s openness thing that that uh, he was so good at and and the records that I was kind of obsessing with at the time I just go through phases and uh, of production of I get bored and move to the next one and circle back and and I was in that one at the time so it just lined up I think for the feel of Fritz's songs really nicely mm-hmm. well I want to know more about the album um, because it is out um, and this is the first song off of the album. So I kind of want to know why you chose this song to be the single out of all of, um, the songs on the album. It's very simple. It's the shortest song. <laughs> uh, it's like two minutes flat, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's catchy and, um, mm-hmm. and it's light. It's fun. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's not like here I am with all my feelings, you know, and, and I mean, obviously I love emotional songwriters and I write, uh, you know, emotional songs, but as far as like an introduction, I'd rather it be more like, Oh, this is fun, you know, and like kind of get someone on my team and very quickly and mm-hmm. simply. And, uh, also it was the first song that we finished when we were making the record and, uh, so it does just kind of like, in terms of like the story of making the record, it feels like the beginning. It was um, the sonic launching pad for the rest of it. Definitely. Like oh. the feel, like once that one was in, we were like, all right, we know we've got a roadmap here of, of, of what we like and love. And, and, uh, it was definitely my vote from the very beginning. I was pushing for stationary. Yeah. There's a little bit of a groove mm-hmm. to that song. Um, that I really enjoy definitely like kind of a song that I would play like in my car like just driving down like PCH um, with all the windows down and yeah there's something oh we did it yeah there's something about that song that just it's like a really like feel-good song but then even lyrically knowing kind of the backstory of where you were with the writer's block and all of that um, I feel like definitely super relatable um and yeah i think you guys really nailed it with that um if you had to describe the album in three words whoa um how would you describe the concept like descriptive words (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say midwestern boy feels 
Actually, no, that's okay. bad. I don't like Wait, that. <laughs> Midwestern boy feelings. Feelings, not feels. Feels. Okay. Oh, feelings. <laughs> feelings. Okay. I like that. That's cool. I like that. And then if you had to describe your sound, what would it be? Um, three words. No, or, you can say okay. whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> um, the sound, I mean... Um, I would say like uh like seventies worship. Mm-hmm. Not 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 like worship like like worship music, but like worshiping, right, right, right. worshiping the seventies. Gotcha. Nice. Well, any other cool facts about um this the song in particular or the album as a whole? Joel, you got any cool facts? Um it just uh, you know i i think the the uh, arc of getting it made was kind of remarkable in that would would we have five or six songs that we worked on in 2015 uh yeah. and then oh, wow. a little bit i mean they were kind of almost done uh pretty quickly and then but not done and then we had to come back to them like 2016 maybe mm-hmm for a day you know and then yeah 2017 for a day and then it just went to sleep and uh you know i was i was angry about that with fritz i was like man i just uh, i don't listen to very many records for fun after i make them but Uh this is of the few that uh i would go back and listen to driving down you know in the same the same uh imagery that you created earlier um because i just you know i just loved it and i was i just thought it was the waste so when uh center cut came in the picture and fritz got that all figured out and uh we got to go and kind of do a final polishing and add a couple of songs which was kind of a you know i'd kind of moved on from that um phase of of uh production a little bit i just go Mm -hmm. in cycles and um, I, but I had to like, okay, well, we have to do these new songs to fit in with the old songs and what was I doing? How was I doing it? And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, right. just kind of like getting to recapture that. But of course, mm-hmm. four years later, it's going to be a little bit different. So, um, mm-hmm. but I think they blended well and, and, um, that's just kind of a, to me, usually you go in, you make a record in a couple of weeks and, you know, sometime in the next year it comes out. So this was, mm-hmm this was a journey and really exciting to see it finally come through because it was a, it was one that broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> uh, psych- like what you did. Prince. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they always say sometimes it's the best music you've made. Nobody ever gets to hear it. It was one yeah. of the, I, I had that feeling about it. I was like, this is so good and it's just, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I got really distracted for a few years. Uh, we kept making records. It just were for other people, Fritz and I together, we made tons of yeah. records. Uh, where he was a band member, but I, I just thankful that these got to finally arrive. Yeah, I am too. It feels good to have it out. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's been, I mean, I am inspired to write again, you know, more so by putting this record out than anything else. It's like, Oh God, I got to do it again now, you know, and, and the experience of doing it painfully slowly makes me never want to do it that way again. Uh, so, you know, it's like another record done. So yeah. Uh, 
I don't want to break Joel's heart again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel like I've taken, I've learned a lot from this, uh, experience. I've learned a lot about how not to make a record and also about how to make a record. I think when, you know, when we were actually doing the sessions and things, I was, things were, things went really well. And I learned a lot from Joel and I learned a lot about how to perform on recording and how it's a totally different animal than like playing an instrument live, you know, and then just like, I, I learned a lot, but I also learned how to, uh, handle myself mm-hmm. in more of how things didn't go very well, <laughs> but it's out now it's out in the world. And, and, yes. uh, and I can take those lessons and apply it to more records in the future, which is great. Well, perfect. Can you tell the audience where they can find you on social media and where they can download and stream yeah. stationary and your album? Yeah, you can download and stream it. Well, you can stream it like everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Um, the album is available for download on my website for touchesandmusic.com. You can order a CD there. You can also order the CD on centercutrecords.com. And um, what am I missing? Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Fritz Hutchison Music, Music, Music. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Frida Orca. It's like the 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 Dirty Projectors album, Bitta Orca, but Frida, because I'm hilarious. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that covers it. I think that's, you know, it's it's streamable everywhere and you can download it on yeah. our websites. And, and order the CD on Center Cut. Thank you guys so much for coming on my show. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah, nice to talk to you too, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. It was a treat. One, two, three, four. <laughs> download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.